Hello, and thank you for downloading the podcast, and today is a special treat. I remembered to record this intro whilst actually in the studio, with the aircon on, because, you know, I don't sweat too much. But it's better than the usual rubbish I've been doing, which you can go back and listen to if you subscribe to the podcast. So here's some of the stuff we were doing on radio today. Edited out all of the good bits, which are the songs, um, and then trimmed it down to this little nugget of audio entertainment for your ears. Enjoy! At the day when we heard that the first named storm of the summer is set to hit the UK today, because we name storms now. So, it's the vicars I feel sorry for during the christening. It's not easy, is it? And also, throwing more water at a storm, not going to help. So, if I were them, I'd rethink it, but they never asked me. The X Factor, set to end. <gasps> is it going to Dave? Because there's a lot of that happening. Late Night X Factor, is that a thing? I'm available for it if they're on. But um, yeah, apparently the X Factor set to end for good after more than two years off screen. Simon Cowell's musical talent show, once the biggest hit on British telly, has been suffering plummeting ratings. Well, it's not helped if it's not been on for two years. Very, very difficult to watch something if it's not on telly. So maybe let's not beat him up too much. But um, is it time? I think it's time. There are enough pop singers. Do we need more? Well, I've filled the hour with music. It's not as if I struggled. So I'm not sure we need any more singers. But... I mean, look, there are other TV shows on ITV on a Saturday night that everyone's talking about. Um, what's that one that people are loving? The Void. Have you seen that on ITV? Well, most people are saying that that voiceover on the sponsor credit is pretty good. But um, I hear people are telling me that. People, that's, that's a lot. That's the conversations I overhear in coffee shops a lot. That's it. But anyway, so, okay, I'm okay. I'm all right if X Factor stops. My worry is... The X Factor voiceover guy, he's going to be looking for work now, isn't he? You know, the Rachel Adadeje, that one. You don't need him actually competing with us. He's going to be making all the money. And there'll be some things that he shouldn't be doing voiceovers for. You know, he'll be switching through all the different adverts. For carpet sale. Oh, I suppose that fits there, doesn't it? See your doctor for this prescription. Oh, I don't want that. And then you'll be studying the post office. Cashier number four, please. Like, oh, this guy's... He's working hard. Probably means Fahrenheit, doesn't he? No, just I guess. Because what, if it's 100 degrees Fahrenheit, it's like 4 degrees of body temperature. Whereas if it's 100 degrees uh, Celsius, all of a sudden, it'd be worse. What if it were 100 degrees Kelvin? Answers on a postcard to no one cares at Time FM. It'd be cold, that's what it'd be. Anyway, um, so welcome along. It's Interactive Drive. We'll get your tunes on after four. How you doing? I'm just giving you the heads up because today was my day of being double jabbed. Right in the arm. That's where she got me. It was enjoyable. Um, I'll tell you what, the favourite thing, my favourite thing about getting the, the old double jabber was she said have you got a card from last time i was like yes i have went rifling through my pocket in my little wallet and she said um uh, actually you might prefer to download the app it'll be more useful for you if you you know want to go to nightclubs <laughs> all right love i'm sat right here you can see what i look like oh i'm not allowed in nightclubs new no. just because i'm having the pfizer doesn't mean i'm young all right and then I managed to track down the card from last time. I said, oh, so I couldn't find it for a second there. It was wedged underneath the um, the vouchers for my club card next to my petrol loyalty points card. And I said, yeah, looking at how many loyalty cards I've got, I'm not your nightclub kind of guy, am I? I'm carrying around £2.50's worth of Tesco points ready to spend 
right there. Rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll. Anyway, got to sit down for 15 minutes, which is one of the best parts of it. And now I'm allowed to do whatever I want, aren't I? Because I've not read all the rules, but now I'm double jabbed. I'm allowed in and out of Europe, in and out of America. I can lick people. You get a lick. You get a lick. You get a... Everyone's staring at me through the glass. I can lick through the glass. Um, I'm not really... I'm not fully convinced it's good to not have people coming in from America uh, quarantine just because they've had the two shots. Because that just means we'll all have to listen to their stories about their second shot and what the, uh, the, the effects were like. Whereas previously, we had 10 days off that because they were in a hotel, but now like, hey, did you have the Moderna? I found the second one was... I went a bit Canadian there, didn't I? Hey. Afternoon Steve, says Kevin in Hornchurch. You could always get a voiceover job advertising HMV with over 3 million records sold. Ooh, catchy already. But Martin gets in touch and... <laughs> says you wouldn't want to hear him advertising i'll try and do it oh body form um do you know what we've got time for a few time 107.5 shakespeare's sister and i don't care which i think includes the whitest rapping ever you know the bit that goes i don't know what hot and tot is but whatever it is don't sound too streets but i don't really know the street so actually who am i to judge in the news today, both amateur and professional footballers will be limited to 10 higher force headers a week during training. I think it's really good. The theory is that if you have fewer impacts to the head, later in your career you might not fall asleep next to some Instagram women. Is that what it is? They're nodding at me through the glass. I think that makes sense. It does. Look, I, I'm not making jokes. It's not like I would make jokes about Wayne Rooney in that situation. If anything, I'm, I'm jealous because... I'd love to be able to have a nap like that. Do you know what I mean? Anyone who can just nap anywhere. Imagine sleeping through all of that. Then it's, it's nice to wake up refreshed. Um, so anyway, thank you for getting in touch. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Emails to onair at time1075.net. Dog news on the way soon. But while we're doing animals, Carl gets in touch and says, Afternoon, Mr. Who. Oh, I see. You've downgraded me from being a doctor. No, that's fine. I think that would be more the kind of doctor who I'd be. I'd just be like bachelors of who, you know what I mean? Just degree, just not your first degree level, not even masters. This is uh, afternoon, Mister Who. Um, <laughs> I feel like George Formby should do a song about me. Anyway, as well as the fine tunes and sparkling conversations your show is known for, we also get up-to-the-minute world and local stories from your news team. So far, nothing controversial, says the email. Up until towards the end of the 5pm news, when we were treated to octopi as the plural of octopus. A first-of-its-kind interactive space exploring the wonders of the deep sea has opened at the brewery shopping centre in Romford. The Oceanarium will give guests the chance to view and interact with virtual sea life, including schools of fish, whales and octopi. Can we expect other collective name freestyling in later news bulletins? I can't, <laughs> I can't wait for the story about a collection of bullocks. Well, thank you, Carl. Let's have a look. Because I thought there was a weird thing about octopuses. Oh, you see, I've just did it. But I think all plurals are allowed, aren't they? People say it's Greek, so one of the plurals is octopode. Because it's actually now a word in the English language, you do the English pluralization octopuses, but octop hang on, oct plural of octopus. Right. Octopi or octopuses, what's the plural of octopus? I'm going to have to click on this, aren't I, to read it? Do you know what? 
The plural of octopus is, uh, it is most often spelled octopi or octopuses, but octopode is a less common option. Well, Carl, if that is your real name. I think we got it right. I think we're allowed that one. I mean, the easier way to solve it would be go around there and get rid of all bar one of the octopuses. And that would sort out the problem, wouldn't it? And lick any surface. That's the, one of the freedoms that I have. Actually, in the news, um, 26 years late, says uh, Kate, what's the chops? What's it, a Beckinsale? But she wants to go back to university to finish her degree. So, good news there, uh, Kate. It turns out, because I'm double jammed, I'll be allowed to go to university now. Now, I might not have the mental required intelligence. I might not have the IQ. I might not have the aptitude. But there'll be so few people able to go there because the young'uns aren't double jabbed. Give me a place. I could be a doctor or something. Nice. You can get in touch. Emails to onair at time1075.net. Actually, I'll tell you which doctor I could be. Because there's one doctor job going, isn't there? Jodie Whittaker is leaving Doctor Who. Oh. That's interesting. Because, look, admittedly, I'd be really low down that list. But I get the feeling I'm not not on that list. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you delve down thousands into the list of people who could play Doctor Who... It's not, it's not impossible. It would require the BBC to have a meeting where they actually said, hmm, I think we need to give the job to a straight white Englishman. But if it weren't for that, I'm Northern accent. Uh, I'm a nerd, so that helps. I could be Doctor, St- I could play Doctor Who. Be right on it. The only stipulation, the only rule I would have, and look at me already having my rules. The only rule I would have if I got the job as playing Doctor Who, the sonic screwdriver, You'd need to make it an electric sonic screwdriver. I ain't twisting these days. Not when you can get an electric one and just... It's just done easier, isn't it? So... Hmm, I reckon I'd make a... A good Doctor Who. Whenever we used to film in the old days, uh, when, when we were on the BBC, The Mash Report, I was in that makeup chair longer than most Doctor Who villains, because trying to get the shine off this forehead is quite a lot of work. That's what the, the makeup artist said. So that's a thing. Which... Actually, if I were Doctor Who... Which villains would you like to see me up against? Ted in Elm Park says, get rid of all of them. That would be occupied like genocide. Oh. Kevin in Hornchurch says, Steve, was it eight women in the picture with Rooney? Well, that would be octopus... Oh. Nearly got me. And then, thank you for this email. You can email on air at time1075.net from Jason, who says, uh, Steve, so you're saying the plural of octopus is octopode. Does that mean you're saying the plural of hippopotamus is hippopotamode? I don't know anymore. I don't know. No, I don't think I am. But then if you if you do find that many hippopotamode in an aquarium, your bigger issue is that there's been a delivery mix-up. Somewhere on some safari, there's an octopus just flopping away. Meanwhile, think of the splashing. We seem to be working out what I could do next for a living, which oh, maybe I should take that as an insult, but thank you for getting in touch. Because it looks like the job of Doctor Who is going, and yeah, they've listed your big famous actors and comedians who might take the, the gig. And then lower than that, you get some other people that you've heard of who they could do it. And then below that, some people, not many people have heard of, and they're probably not going to get the job. Below that, people who have some sort of a TV career, and you think, well, it's a long shot, they're never going to get it. Then below that, absolute no ones that you've barely heard of but do a little bit of tv below that there i am how you doing i'm steve and i reckon i could be doctor who 
I'd be good at it. I'm six foot two, but it doesn't matter because the TARDIS bigger on the inside and I could do with the storage space. So I'd be up for that. But if I were to be Doctor Who, and it's not impossible, I'm just saying. Who would my enemies be? Text 8522, start your message with the word time. Joe says, get Larry to play your nemesis. You two would be great. No, I think I'm done with working with him, mate. Give me flack on here enough. Uh, Julie says, you'd be battling the Stevons from Planet Upney. And they would baffle you every time. Hardy high. Yeah, okay. Um, Martin says, if you battle any aliens who are mind readers, could you get their phone number? I'd love to learn how to do it, because I think that's what my other half expects me to be. <laughs> Going well then, is it? Cheers for that. Um, you can also call 01708 741075 to the phones. Hello. Hello, Steve. It's Tim from Abbey Wood here. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good to Love hearing you on the radio. And I think your your nemesis would be the Cybermen. Because hmm. they would keep sending you dodgy texts. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm used to that, though. So I would actually be able to handle that. You should see what we get. <laughs> but I like it. No, I can do it. We get them on the old spam filter, the old Cybermen connected to the internet. Oh, and Paul just says, oh, this is kind of off topic. Paul says, um, you talk about Sonic Screwdriver, but you never hear of Sonic Screws. It's a debate for another day, I get the feeling. We're talking about if I get to be Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker quitting doing it. Which is a shame, because I'd love to see her over-explain absolutely everything during the scenes. There was one episode, I can't remember which one it was. Where's the, oh no, it's a locked door. I like locked doors. I'm going to unlock the door. I've unlocked the door. I, I mean, that's great. You, you save, you know the department that normally has to do the audio commentary for people who can't see what's happening on the telly? Not with Jodie Whittaker's version of Doctor Who. I'm stood here outside a door. But I could do that. I could be Doctor... I'm sure I'm on the list somewhere. If you search low enough down, people doing TV stuff, there's a chance that I could be the new Doctor. And if so, who would be my arch-nemesis? Thank you for your text. You can uh, text 8532, start your message with the word time. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Ted in Elm Park gets in touch. Afternoon, Steve. Dr. Covid Brown rolls off the tongue. Well, you know. Um, he says, I know you're only young, but do you remember the giant maggots? In Doctor Who? No! You're right, that's before my time. By now, they must be giant flies. Scarier? Less scary? I don't know. And then, um, Kevin in Hornchurch has picked a request. We'll get that played. And he says, if you were Doctor Who, how would you get to... <gasps> He's come up with a name of a planet that could be a problem for me. He's right. At some point, probably towards the end of the episode, at the end of the series, there'd be an episode denouement. I'm learning all the phrases, aren't I? where I would be stood there as the Doctor. So, we meet at last. I am the Doctor. You have been my nemesis for eons, but tonight we end this. My TARDIS may be trapped in a time vortex, yet I will fight with all my lives to prevent you from destroying this planet. Planet Griffith... Planet Griffith... Oh, I have the planet. Or you could do like Jane's done and said, Hi, Steve. I think you should get Mr. Griffiths on air to give us, to give us, especially you, a lesson in how to pronounce Griffiths. I think you find I'm getting it almost exactly right. As long as it is spelt with uh, seven F's and 15 S's. Nailing it, because I am a professional a broadcaster. Don't look at me like that. 
And this is why I like to get you uh, do I get you up to date with the news from the papers and the entertainment news, because this is your go-to place to find out info that's important, like what celebs are doing. And for more on that, we can speak to my expert what knows about what he's talking about. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what do you have to tell us today about probably Wayne Rooney? Wayne Rooney. I knew it. Well, it's big news, Stevie. Is it, though? Is it like Rooney has an embarrassing scandal? That's about as shocking as UK has weird weather or Kylie has nice legs. But after the pictures of Wayne napping next to some Instagram honeys who weren't wearing much, Wayne has said he made a mistake. What, he's annoyed that he slept through it? No, well, maybe, yeah, but no, he's apologised. That's good. I mean, it can't be nice knowing that there's that embarrassing picture of you out there somewhere. Well, the woman who took it has sold the copyright to Wayne for just one British pound. Ooh, that's not bad, is it, really? I mean, that's less than you pay for a picture of you on the log flume at Alton Towers. It's not really the same, though, Stevie. Well, they're both things you probably shouldn't do so much when you're a grown-up married man. Fair point. Yes, listen, thank you for the Wayne update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. Keeping you up to date on Drive with all the stuff that's in the newspapers. Oh, look at this. Daily Mirror, page 19. Comedy show The Mash Report is returning after it was cancelled by the BBC. Look at that. Thanks to the fact that newspapers are a day behind other news. I get to milk this for another day. Uh, It's returning to Dave with Late Night Mash, and it says expect some Beeb bants from the show's stars when it returns later this year. As if I would ever do a joke about the BBC. Might do a joke about ITV's The Void. No, actually, some second thoughts. The quality of the voiceover in the sponsor credit is too good. I'm not doing jokes about them. No, no. Instead, I'll bring you this story, and it's worrying. If you are, if you, if you're a dog person, you better sit down. And if you stood up, I hope you're doing it while you sat down because this is worrying. Here's the the news. Britain could be facing a puppy demic. A puppy demic. A surplus of puppies could happen because breeders have been breeding so many puppies to try and cash in on the pandemic demand. Trouble is, when the demand drops, we could be overrun with puppies. Which sounds quite Hitchcockian, doesn't it? It's like the birds, but it's a bit lower in the ground. And it's a cute little puppy with its little puppy face. Normally, if there's an increase in one species then its natural predator would predate more and eat more of them. But the problem is, nothing eats puppies. Even though a lot of us say things like, Oh, you're so cute! I could just eat you up! Oh, I could eat you up! But then we actually don't follow through on that threat. So, in many ways, we'll be part of the problem as well. Uh, We could be overrun by puppies absolutely everywhere. To find out more on this, I'm joined by an expert. Hello. Yeah, hello, Steve. Surely this isn't too bad if we're overrun by little puppies. You think it'll be cute, don't you? Yes. With many more puppies around, they'll be running off with your toilet bowl. Oh, no. I don't want that. I've nearly got through my stockpile from 2020. And how long until they use up all of the bones and start looking for the ones that are inside out? And they could be everywhere, in the walls, in the ceilings, like in the film Aliens, and they'd jump out at you. Oh, it would be like it's raining cats and dogs. But they would have eaten all the cats. Oh, no, that's terrible. Or it will mean the price of puppies goes down slightly. Oh, so they'd just be going cheap. Mm, No, that's budgies you're thinking of. Right, well, I'm really glad we took that long to get to that joke. Ted, thank you for your comment, but uh, I don't think I'd get away with reading that out. 
neither on the live broadcast or the podcast version. So, anyone listening to the podcast right now, you're not going to get the full version. Sometimes with this stuff I can't say on the show, you get the full version straight after in the pod. Nope, nope, nope. And Nikki says, hi Steve, I hope you're well. Puppies, I'll take them all. I prefer uh, dogs to most people most days. Do you know what? On, on that note, I totally agree with you. And I'll go a step further. I definitely prefer dogs to humans. And that's not even saying that dogs are nice. That's just, you know, some humans. Oh, come on. And I'm not naturally inclined towards people. No. In fact, I even prefer cats to people. And cats are absolute beeps. Aren't they cats? I've got two cats at the moment. I love them dearly and prefer them to any human. However, there's one of them. I call her the captain. And she will walk in to whichever room I'm in. And she will look at me. And I can tell what she's thinking. She's thinking, yeah, yeah, Steve. I could come over there and spend some time with you. Or I could just sit right here and just lick my own bottom. And then she does that while somehow maintaining eye contact with me. And even whilst doing that, I prefer her to people. Strange, isn't it? If you'd like to get in touch, we've got what we're dealing with. 17 minutes left. Email on air at time1075.net. Not that people do that to me. I mean, that'd be one of those Britain's Got Talent groups who, you know, they're a set of gymnasts. In fact, watching the Olympics, there's a chance if something goes wrong, a human might do that. But I would still prefer my cats. At least they mean to do it. They didn't accidentally fall off the vault and ended up with a, uh, you know, whatever they call that in the in the Olympics commentary. She's not going to do well. That's not going to be a ten-pointer. Or whatever. The problem's the dismount. After six o'clock, and then I'll be off out of here, doing whatever I get up to, back tomorrow from three in the afternoon. Although, having said that, because earlier today I got the old double jabber in the arm, the second dose, it does mean... There is a chance that some of my symptoms might kick in. You know, you get your side effect symptoms. Lethargy and inability to to do stuff with your arm. So far, nothing's kicked in. And I think that's mainly because I've not been asked to do anything around the the house. But as soon as the other half says, oh, could you go and sort out the bins? Oh, my arm. Oh, there's a light. There's a light in front of me. And obviously, I'll be facing a light at the time because I don't like lying. Oh, I see a light. And then she'll have to do the bins instead. And that's it. That was the podcast of Some Radioings. Thank you for uh, downloading it and listening. Subscribe wherever you found this. I'm sure you could subscribe to it. And you could follow me on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. Send a tweet if you enjoyed it, or even if you listened to it. It just keeps me afloat to know that at least one person other than me listens to it. Not that I actually listened to it. I had to live through it once, doing the darn thing. Um, and for those paying attention about my relearning to ride a bike, it's getting better. Mm. Last time I think we were talking about how I can't turn left because I can't lift my left hand off the handlebars. Um, But if you just turn right three times, it's the same as turning left, isn't it? Around a square. Boom! Doing that. Um, I'm I'm getting slightly better at it. My thighs, look at that. I mean, they only ache like I'm in some sort of torturous pain. But the size of them. Finally, gaining some sort of muscle. Still got all the fat here, but I got some muscle here which just means in the event of a plane crash, I will be tasty. Look, more on this as we continue to do podcasts. And until next time, goodbye.